This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, it's your girl, Charlotte Walker, the host of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I am here to talk to you today about starting your own podcast. If you want to start your own podcast, I'm going to share my podcasting secrets with you. I use a program called Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way for you to make a podcast. First off, it is free 99, costs you no money at all. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more platforms. You can make money with your podcast, getting your coins with no minimum listenership. It is everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you are wanting to do something new in 2020, you want your voice to be heard, you want to start a podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Now let's get back to the show. Hi guys, welcome to episode one of God, Goals, and Girl Talk. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm so happy that you decided to press play. I want to just introduce myself and what Triple G is all about, um, how we came about, who I am, what's going on, what the what what, right? So um, Triple G is my vision that I have for a space for young women to be able to come and talk about all the things, right? So God, our faith walk, um, our goals, what we're trying to achieve, what we're trying to achieve in the kingdom, and girl talk, where we talk about relationships, love, marriage, just all the things in a place that is a safe space for us, um, a place where we can learn and grow together. Um, and I'm just so excited that you guys are here and we're about to take a crazy, crazy ride, man. I'm so excited to see what God is going to do. And so I just want to introduce myself. I want to talk about a little bit of who I am, share a piece of my testimony with you guys and just get right into it. Right. So we are in the last day of 2019 
And it is so crazy because I feel like everybody's wrapping things up that today would be the day that God would have me to start something new on the cusp of the, you know, on this transition of this new season that we're walking into. Um, I am, I'm all the things, right? So I am first a daughter of the Most High King, right? So I love my Heavenly Father. Um, I also love my Earthly Father, two pieces. Um, I am 29 years old. I am turning 30 next year, y'all. Okay? Okay. Pray for your girl. Found some gray hair the other day. <laughs> so I um, am 29 years old, and I am a nurse practitioner by trade. Um, I deal with my specialties, pediatrics, and it kind of is how I walked into this whole thing, which I'll share with you guys in just a little bit. Um, I'm a wife. I've been married for eight years with my husband for 11 years and just so blessed um, just that God would give me just such a mighty leader and a man of God to be my husband. And he's my best friend. I love him. I, he is called Husband. So Husband is the love of my life. Um, we just celebrated eight years of marriage, went to Mexico and renewed our vows just to our new beginnings. Eight is a number of new beginnings. Um, and so as we walk into this next season, because we're going to start trying to have babies soon and do all the things, um, we just found it fit and God supplied uh, the resources to us for us to be able to do that with our family and our friends. And it was amazing. Um, I am a sister. I have three sisters, absolutely love each and every one of them. It's so great that God will give you just such a unique relationship with all of your sisters, right? Like it's your first kind of go at relationship having because there's ups and downs and ins and outs and you can't get rid of them because they, they your sisters, <laughs> right? Um, but I have three sisters and I absolutely love them. I am number two of four, so not quite the oldest, not quite the youngest, right in the middle. Um, I am an auntie to five beautiful babies. I absolutely love my nieces and my nephew. They are the light of my life. I have a bonus nephew. Um, who just turned three and we had a three-year-old breakfast turn up and it was great. Um, I am a friend. I'm a mentor. I am all the things just like y'all. And I know that many of us wear so many hats and we are constantly um, growing and developing and finding our way in our relationships that have already been established and finding new relationships and trying to figure out what that looks like, right? And so in this relationship, I'm hoping that we can walk together, grow together. We're going to talk about so many different topics. Every time you come here, my hope and my prayer is that God will touch you and you'll learn something new, something that will change the way that you operate in your current situation, right? So I recently started a nonprofit organization called um, Hearts Over Habits Incorporated. We became official like a referee whistle back in September. Um, and we are a nonprofit organization that we, our goal is to provide mentorship and life skills to young women ages 17 to 24. Um, our focus is really just on vulnerable populations. So those that are in foster care, those that are in um, you know, low poverty and low income and in minority communities because there's just not enough of it. And what I found is that a lot of mentoring programs 
end at the age of like 16, 17. But I just really feel like life is just beginning at that point. Like when I was 17, I did not have my life together at all. (laughs) And so I just think it's kind of cruel for us to just assume that because you've turned 18 that you got your life. And I don't think that that's okay. I think that the younger generation gets a lot of like flack about what they do and don't do, what they out here doing. They are getting flued out. They are here doing all this other stuff, but that's what they see. And so until we become or give them some kind of other representation or some kind of other outlet, that's what we're going to get. And so in my conversations with my patients, um, a lot of my teenage girls, we end up talking Um, a lot just about their goals and things like that when they come in and there have been so many girls so many young brown girls that look just like me that are just mind blown that I'm in the position that I'm in that I look like them and I'm young and I can relate to them and also give them knowledge and let them know that they're valued and that they're loved by Jesus and that that's where their true value is don't be out here with these little boys sis Okay, that is not the love you were looking for, child. <laughs> but I can connect with them in such a way that they need and that they don't have. And so I have found that God has kind of charged me to to start this organization to give them an outlet. And so what's so unique about our organization is that a lot of girls that I see may like be in unstable households, may not have a lot of income, um, a lot of them are in the foster care system, and so they have a, a lot of inconsistency in their life. And so the organization that I started, Hearts Over Habits, our goal is to provide consistency for them. And so in doing that, our community is online so we have an online facebook community so type in hearts over habits inc go and join the group it's gonna be lit um we have an online life academy that we're currently building which will have classes about like financial literacy having bible studies in there um having the ability for them to do some career like research and development um just providing resources that are needed in the community that aren't there. Um, January 11th, we are having our first um, online event. We're gonna be doing vision building. I'm gonna be talking about vision building for 2020. And for uh, all of you guys who are interested, it's a free event. Tickets are limited um, and I'll post the link in the show notes. But I am so excited for the vision that God has given me, um, for the vision that God has shown me in the long run and just our very humble beginnings here. And so Triple G to me is just another way to get out there and to provide mentorship, to provide um, just a conversation, healthy conversation, right? And so I have a couple rules uh, about who I am and what I do. So rule number one, I am not a pastor and I am just a mouthpiece for God. Um, nobody has ordained me, but I feel like I don't need a person to ordain me to talk about how good God has been for me in my life. And so I want to empower y'all to do the same, right? The Bible tells us in Revelation that we're made overcomers by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so you sharing your story with somebody else, it just really can play a vital role in you know their walk with God. Um, Rule number two, you don't necessarily have to be a believer, not even necessarily, you don't have to be a believer to be a part of Hearts Over Habits, to listen to God, Goals, and Girl Talk, because 
I'm looking for the one, right? So a lot of times I feel like we get very caught up in almost being like a Christian club, and that's not what this is about, right? So we're supposed to get together as the church, as the body of Christ, and then we go out and get the one the same way that Jesus did, right? He'll leave the 99 to go after the one. So you can come in here and we can be talking and you can say a cuss word and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge you because I know that over time as you continue to know who Jesus is, as you continue to grow in your walk with him, he will slowly start to change your habits, right? When you build a relationship with somebody, when you first get to know them, you're very excited, right? But as you continue to grow, there are just some things that you won't do because you're in a relationship. The same way if you're courting somebody, right? So, you know, before I may have been talking to all the people in my DMs, like what? I ain't in nobody's relationship. Hello? Okay. But once you get into a relationship and you develop a love for someone, you move differently. I'm not going to talk to you, not because I can't talk to you. Even now, me being a wife, not that I can't talk to guys if they approach me, but I don't do that. That's dishonorable to my husband. I love my husband. That's dishonorable to God in the, the marriage that he gave me. And so because I have so much love for God and my husband, I just don't. And I don't have to explain to nobody. <laughs> like, I'm in love. The end. Bye. <laughs> so you don't have to be perfect to walk with us. I want you if you're not perfect. I want you if you're if you don't know, right? Like these are the people that I want to be a part of our community because that's who God is looking for. Heaven rejoices when we bring someone who doesn't know God into the fullness of who God is and they build their own relationship with them. And then once you start the relationship, I don't want you to just fall off. I don't want you to be like, okay, I said the prayer of salvation says I'm out here saved, got my little fire insurance, not going to hell what's good um i want you to really walk in the abundant life that god has for you and so i've created these platforms through a vision that god has given me as an opportunity for us to connect on every level um there is no judgment here i'm here to answer questions i may not always have the answer let's be for real because we'll chalet I have not experienced all the things. I have experienced some things, but I'm always willing to go through and brainstorm and come up with an answer and give you some practical steps. I feel like sometimes that may be missing for a lot of people in their walk with God. Like, okay, I read the Bible, but how does this apply to me now? Um, and so as we continue to talk and grow, I really am just going to seek God and come with some practical steps, some things that have been very practical to me, some things that he's given me in my quiet time to share with you guys. Um, I'm really excited for it and I am grateful for the opportunity. I'm ready for this wild ride that we're going to have together. We are going to be here every week. Um, and as we continue to grow, I would love for you guys to email me your questions. So you can email me to godgoalsandgirltalk at gmail.com. And I'll put the address in the show notes as well. Um, and we are just going to take this crazy, crazy ride together. So as promised, here's a part of my testimony. Um, 
and it's it's crazy. <laughs> uh, 2018, as we are on the end of 2019, 2018 was insane. And I am going to share a bit of my testimony just to show you guys that it rains on the just and the unjust. And that's in the Bible. And I feel like people say that a lot, but nobody really wants to share the stories. So I officially got saved and really took my walk seriously with God at the age of 25. So like 2015, um, I really got serious about my walk. And so I have always been inherently good, um, but everything that's good is in God. So you have to put a name to that thing. And so now when I do things, it's not for my own self um, value. It's because God has led me to give and God has led me to do this or do that. And I do everything and love on people in the name of Jesus, not because I want people to be my friend. And that I feel like used to be my problem growing up is that I would love on people expecting things in return, like love and value and friendship. And that's not what this is about. I love on people even if they don't love me back because God loves me. My ability to love people is an overflow of what God has given to me and the love that he provides to me on a daily basis. So 2018, by this time, I'm rocking this thing strong, okay? And I've been through some old stuff before 2018. Um, me and husband almost didn't make it out here in these streets. Like, wow. <laughs> we were out here just doing things in our own strength. And honestly, that's really where a lot of our problem is, is that we try to run our own life and we're not in control, right? So if your phone breaks and you have an Android, you take that thing back to Samsung, okay? Like, look, fix it because it's broke. If your iPhone breaks, you take that thing back to Apple and you say, look, sir, this is broke. Why is it that we feel like when we are broken, we be like, ah, fix it. Sis, you broke it. <laughs> like, what makes you think you about to fix this all by yourself? Um, and so it was at the age of 25 that I decided, like, you know what? I'm going to really figure out who God is for myself. Um, I am so grateful, so grateful that I have just some amazing, amazing grandmothers. I cannot even explain um, the level of love that I have for my grandmothers, it into words, it be making me out here tear up in these streets. Um, so if y'all hear me out here shedding thug tears, it's because I love my grandmas that much. Both of my grandmas are just very strong women in the Lord. I had praying grandmothers, like people say that and it sounds very cliche. No, no, no. I had some praying grandmothers and they really helped just mold me in my walk with Christ. Um, my granny, who's I, who's my dad's mom, um, I refer to her as granny, um, to keep all my grandma straight, right? Um, so my granny is just a mighty woman of God. Um, praise is so loving and so pure at heart and just so giving, will give you the shirt off her back, which I feel like that is where I have inherited that spirit from, <laughs> for sure. Like, will give you the shirt off of her back even if it's her last, because she knows that God will supply for her. Um, and I love her so much. And she constantly prays and reaffirms and reassures and just pours out a crazy amount of love. Um, my Gigi, who's my mom's mom. Also, y'all, when I tell you, man, such a powerful woman of God um, really helped me in 
in rooting my foundation in Christ and in Christ and not in religion. Um, she really showed me that it's about relationship. It is not about religious practices. Um, she was a Sunday school teacher and just, wow, I am so grateful. And a lot of our um, teaching and talking you know, we would we would go to church, and I really didn't understand it when I was, like, in high school. But as an adult, man, my Gigi moved 10 minutes down the street from me, and I was over there every day. Do you hear me? Trying to get some wisdom out here in these streets. Um, and so I'm just so grateful for them. So grateful for them and the relationship that God um, cultivated between us. And they were best friends. So my dad's mom and my mom's mom. So my Gigi and my granny were, oh, that's, that's my sister. Do you hear me? I loved it. I loved the relationship that they had um, and that they continue to have. Um, and it just is amazing. So I have to start out by saying, like, it matters. Start praying for your family. Start praying for your kids and your kids' kids, even if you don't have them yet. I pray for kids that I don't have yet because it starts now. It starts now. You breaking those generational curses on your family. And so I just encourage you to start praying because it matters. It really matters. Um, so back to the story, 2018. It was supposed to be lit, like the littest year of my life. I graduated from my master's program. I'm a whole nurse practitioner out here. Yes. Um, my husband took me on a cruise to celebrate. So that was what, like December 2017. The last day of the cruise, my mom um, is like calling me. It's like 4 a.m. My dad has been in a really bad car accident. Now, I cannot also put into words the amount of love that I have for my dad. I'm a daddy's girl. I look like him. I act like him to the point that sometimes he's like, you act like me too much. <laughs> right. Um, and so I absolutely love him. I also absolutely love my mom. Such a giving spirit. Um, and she is a lot of the reason as to why I am the way that I am, why I'm so disciplined. Um, my mom is awesome. And so my mom calls me. She's like, your dad's been in an accident. Um, I'm on a boat still. We're getting ready to port back into Orlando because I live in Florida. Hey, Florida, what's up? Um, and so I wake up in a panic. My dad is in a really bad accident. Hip broken in three places. It's bad. And so they get him stabilized. He makes it through surgery by the grace of God. And my plan is to fly out um, to St. Louis. I got flewed out. <laughs> that is my favorite term of 2019. I got flewed out to uh, St. Louis. And when I got there, my dad was not good. My mom had called me before and she's just like, something is going on. I don't know what's going on with your dad's stomach. It's huge. It's bad. Like, what is this life? And so I'm like, I'll be there tonight after work. I'm going to help. Like, I'll get there. So, you know, my mom felt like she just wasn't being listened to um, and she wasn't being supported by the staff at this um, at this particular hospital in St. Louis. And she had told them, she said, I'm leaving. I'm going to work. My daughter will be here tonight. If you think I'm bad, the girl is cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs about her daddy. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. And not that I go in there wilding, but I just, I am very persistent. And that's something that I definitely got from my mom. Like, you cannot tell me no. We're going to find a way. Oh, we're going to fix it. Okay? Um, so I get there, and my dad 
Um, so me being a nurse practitioner, I never come in waving like, oh, I'm a, I got a title. No, I just came in as a daughter concerned about her father, but they tried it. And so over the next two weeks, when I tell you that my dad ended up in the ICU with a septic ileus, we were not looking good. When I got there that night, I was demanding answers. Um, once I kind of got told, like, basically, well, the doctor asked, well, what do you expect me to do? Because they were watching and waiting. And I said, that's unacceptable to me. Um, what do you expect me to do? Then my nurse practitioner hat came out. I was like, well, I really have questions. And then I started spitting off all this medical stuff. And he just kind of looked at me and walked out. Uh, <laughs> and over the next two weeks, man, God really really just showed himself. Um, I had started my nurse practitioner job making $53 an hour um, at this practice here in Florida, not the one that I'm currently at. Um, and my dad, like the accident happened the day, like, you know, right before I started my new job. And so I worked that first week and the lady that I worked for wasn't very um, sympathetic to it at all. And when I told her I was flying out Friday, she was like, well, you're working Friday. I'm like, I know. After work, I, I can leave, right? So <laughs> um, it just was crazy. And when I got there, my dad was in such bad shape. Um, my husband was like, are you prepared to stay here? Because we were planning to fly in Friday and leave Sunday. I was just coming through, check on my guy, see how he was doing. Um, he had looked good on FaceTime, but FaceTime doesn't show you the whole picture. Um, and so... We um, got there and it was bad. Like my dad could barely breathe because his stomach was so, so just full and it was horrible and it was scary. But God gave me the strength to get through that. Um, I mean, we were in the ICU. It was just so many shenanigans. And there were so many of my sisters who just came through for me um, that when I used to live in St. Louis, came through, brought me food, coffee, um, sat bed like sat bedside for me just like so a shower it was great and it was such a blessing and it was such a blessing to be able to spend that amount of time with my dad um, it was scary and once I realized that we were out of the woods the cry unto the Lord that I let out just sobs because I was exhausted um, but God gave me strength to get through that. God healed my father. My father walks. He got a little bit of a pimp limp, but it's cool. Um, he's walking, talking, and he's alive, and God is so good. Um, and then he got out of rehab, and the next day, um, my Gigi, whom I love, called me and told me she was ready for hospice. And so we had been um, battling with breast cancer for a while. Um, first, I got diagnosed when I was 16, and right before God moved us to Florida, two weeks before we left, after we'd sold our house, we found out that the cancer had returned um, and was in her lungs. And I was questioning God as to why, like, why would you do this? Like, I wouldn't have sold my house had I known. Like, I would, like, I would not be leaving. Um, and my Gigi, with all her wisdom, we had this conversation of like, Grandma, I like, I just. I want to stay. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay. And she looked at me and she said, has this not been something that God has been telling you to do? Yes. Aren't you so excited to be moving to Florida? Yes. Then you need to go. You being here is not going to stop nothing God is about to do. Oh, child. <laughs> Dang, Gigi. <laughs> 
right? And so we just put things in place. Um, you know, we got paperwork done to where, you know, I was in charge of helping her make decisions and making sure that she was making informed decisions. Um, sitting in doctor's appointments with my grandmother and talking about how we're not going to resuscitate her because that's not what she wanted. And in that moment, having to have the strength to be a healthcare professional and not be, you know, a because in, on the inside, my five-year-old, I just want my granny to live forever. That girl was inside bawling. But being able to have the strength to ensure that she she got what she wanted the way that she wanted it. Um, because I felt like I owed that to her because she had been so good to me. And I couldn't allow the selfishness of me wanting her to be here for forever. Um, I could not allow that for me not to do the job that she asked me to do and that God clearly had tasked for me to do. Um, and so that happened to my dad, got out of rehab January 1, 2018 and January 1, 3 a.m. Like the, the next day or he got out December 31st, 2018 or 2017 out of rehab and January 1 at 3 a.m. My grandma called me and was like, I am ready for hospice. Um, and I called my dad crying. My mom was at work and I just didn't want to call her with that on the phone. Um, I called my dad crying and I said, dad, what am I supposed to do? And he said, do what you told her you would. Um, and so I told my grandmother, I said, Gigi, today's a holiday, but tomorrow I will, um, I'll be right on it. And she said, fair enough, thank you. Um, in the in-between, what I forgot to mention is that boss, when I told her that my dad was like worse for wear and it was horrible, she was like, well, I'm expecting you Monday. And I was like, well, don't expect me at all. And so I quit. Um, because there's no amount of money that is going to keep me from being here with my dad when I'm telling you he is literally dying. My dad was dying. Um, and it wasn't until we got through all of that, that I even really truly explained the full extent to my mom. Um, I feel like my dad knew that he wasn't good, but I refused. I had to keep the game face on and it wasn't until we got out of all that. We got the rehab and I was like, bro, you were dying like bad. <laughs> um, you like you, the amount of backup that he had in his stomach was impending his breathing. And by the time I, like he was dying um, and was at risk for like needing abdominal surgery. And remember, we're only here because the car accident caused for a hip, like for his hip to be broken. Um, and so all of these things happened kind of at the mismanagement of the hospital. And so I had quit my job. And so here I am, um, you know, degreed, okay, out here in these streets um, and just trusting God that it was okay for me to quit my job. My husband was so supportive. My husband was sitting there holding my dad's hand while I was helping his nurse, um, provide care for him. And it just was like, you know, just so now that I think back on it, like God's grace and love was just there so heavy. Um, and so then, you know, I go through running this marathon and God supplied me with a teaching job, um, two teaching jobs. I was teaching nursing students and I absolutely loved it. And then my grandmother called me um, and we were um, we were in Miami with uh, my friend because um, her family lives down there for our bonus nephew's birthday. So we had a birthday party and all of that. And 
man. So the next day I call the hospital in St. Louis, tell them who I am. And they're like, oh, we can't get your grandma on hospice till January 31st. I said, ma'am, <laughs> that's not going to work for me. <laughs> My grandma needs hospice like now, not in 30 days. Like she is, you know, uncomfortable. She's in pain. And my grandma was so strong. I mean, Gigi was like, Gigi is gangster. Like when I go, I want to go like her. <laughs> um, she was just one of the strongest women I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm so grateful that she was my grandma for her strength and for her smothered potatoes because wow. <laughs> wow okay um but i said please if you can just look for cancellations if you can, anything anything and the lady said okay i'll call you right back and i prayed i said god you asked me to do this i got this phone call <clears throat> like what is up like you about to do like some kind of miracle like she not gonna have cancer no more she been delivered what's good <laughs> <laughs> um, what is up? And that, like five minutes later, I get a call back. The lady's like, this is such and such calling you back from the hospital in St. Louis, you know, the doctor's office in St. Louis. And she said, we had a cancellation. Yes, God. <laughs> she needs to be here January 3rd. So this is the second. By the third. By the fourth, your girl had hospice services and lived her whole entire best life. Like the last of her days were the best. And I was able to fly back and forth um, a couple times and just help my mom because now at this point, she has my grandma in one room on hospice and she has my dad in the other room who's walking with a walker and just trying to regain his, his strength and get you know back to being himself. And um, my youngest sister, she is on the autism spectrum. And so, you know, also trying to manage her and she's finishing up her, you know, she was her senior year of high school. And so it just was a lot. And so I was working during the week and on the weekends, flying back and forth to St. Louis, just taking care of people, getting my mom food, meal prepping for them, just doing all the things that I could. Um, I'm very grateful that in February, my grandmother turned um, 76. And we were able to fly in and just, oh man, we had such a good time. I gave her a little makeover. I mean, it just was so much fun and so good. Um, and I'm just so blessed to have had her. Um, in April, um, April 27, 2018, my grandmother passed away. And it was rough, right? Because sis did it on her own, <laughs> on her own, um, uh, on her own accord, as she does everything. Um, my granny was a dresser, the best dressed, will outdress anybody in a room. Um, and she was at home the whole time, knew who we were. It was not the traditional, like, you know, laying in bed somber um, thing. Like, you know, a couple of days before she passed away, my aunt had pictures because my grandma was up arching her eyebrows like arching my aunt's eyebrows, <laughs> right? Um, in the beginning of the year, in January on one of my trips to uh, St. Louis to check on everybody, um, my grandma's like, let's record something, right? And so we recorded um, her giving greetings to everybody watching this in 2018, right? Um, and it was 
something that she had asked me to play at her memorial service when she passed away. And so she was just giving her love and her blessings and just, um, it was crazy. And I ugly cried at the end of the video um, because I already, I knew what it was for. And I, it was a sign to me that her healing was going to come through her transition to heaven. Um, and it wasn't going to come in the physical sense of this life. And she was so cool with that. Like, was like, I'm just waiting. No one ever got decides. Like, I got my bags packed. I'm ready. <laughs> right. And so she's like, I'm just enjoying life in the meantime. Um, and so that kind of power, that attitude, it was never somber. It was never woe is me. She was a beast. Like, my Gigi was a beast. Would pray you under the table. Okay. Um, and just such a mighty woman of God. And so she passed away April 27th. Um, her memorial was the next day, or not the next day, the, that week I flew out, and then the following week, her memorial service, and there were shenanigans going on with that because they didn't have her ready to go, and I had to come in. And so in all of this, I'm having to come in and not be a grieving granddaughter, but be like who my grandmother taught me to be. Um, get it done. And every time, you know, even during the memorial service, my mother-in-law was had asked my husband, like, is she going to sit down? <laughs> because I just was serving people, making sure that they had what they need, making sure that um, everybody was as, as good as they could be, you know, consoling my mom and my aunts and my uncle um, and just being who my grandmother knew for me to be creating the memorial video with all these pictures when i tell y'all i took so many breaks just to be sobbing and ugly crying but when that thing that thing turned out beautiful and i made sure that everybody got a copy i mean to the fullest extent of my grandmother she was um a historian uh, my grandmother was a librarian by trade and kept all the pictures all the things um, and she really like scrapbooks. She made us all scrapbooks one year for, um, when we were kids, had all our baby pictures and just, whoo la, just trying to live up to her capabilities because I am not, um, a creative mind and a crafter by trade, uh, but be, but to be able to figure out how to make a video and then put the video in the video and have clips in the video and have pictures of everybody with her was rewarding and exhausting but what i had to do and in the meantime god is still supplying all of my needs we haven't gone broke we haven't gone poor <laughs> um, i'm not working full-time um, i'm working two part-time jobs teaching and god just continued to supply um, god's continued to carry me god continued to give me strength um we got back from my grandmother's memorial service and two days later my husband's aunt passed away unexpectedly <laughs> Um, and it, I just was like, really, Lord? <laughs> like, for real? I cannot take this. Um, and honestly, a couple months before my, my dad's accident in October 2017, um, his grandmother had passed away, Grandma Lily, um, after battling with Alzheimer's. She transitioned to heaven. And so from about October 2017, until about June 2018, wow. Um, we, you know, lost two grandmothers, an aunt, um, my dad almost. Um, and it just was a lot, a lot of flying back and forth. And then your girl messed around and got sick. 
Um, I got pneumonia. <laughs> and I was exhausted. Um, it put a lot of things in perspective for me. The value of family, the value of making memories, um, and just love and peace and joy. God really carried me and healed me through that season. And I continue to, even though my grandmother isn't here, she is with me all the time. And I, we'd actually had a conversation. She had told me to start recording our conversations. Um, so when I missed her, I could, I could hear her again. Um, sis was prepared. I want to be as prepared to go see the Lord as my grandma. <laughs> sis was prepared. Do you hear me? Um, and I, I really just got to know God in that season because there's no way I did all of that on my own. God healed my dad. It was not me. He was able to use me and my knowledge to, to ensure that his son was here, but God healed him. Um, my dad went to a follow-up appointment and was being seen by um, a VA doctor. My dad's army, 22 years, whoop, whoop, um, had been in the army. He said, I have been shot at, <laughs> gone to war, <laughs> come home, live in civilian life, and I end up laid up in the hospital. Um, he was down for eight months. Um, but we got to spend a lot of time together, a lot of time that we didn't get to spend, you know, with deployments and things like that. That two weeks in the hospital, even though it was not a good reason for us to be there, the relationship that I had with my dad, if I didn't think it could get any stronger, it definitely did. Um, and my mom was just so grateful that she could just take the time to be able to, you know, go to work, take care of my sister, take care of my grandmother who was who was not on hospice at the time, but was still, you know, going to appointments and things like that. Um, yeah, man, God is good. And I was saved when all this happened, <laughs> right? And so, you know, it's not that you won't have storms, but God will be the peace in your storm. And so as you're in your situations, just try to find God in every part of it because he's there. And if you haven't invited him in, invite him to be there. Ask him to show you what to do. There were some days I was like, God, I don't know what you want me to do. Okay, <laughs> I'm tired, I'm sick. If I had to go to one more funeral, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but God is so good. And you know, my grandmother is with me. I'm able to still hear her voice. I've seen her in dreams. Um, and this legacy that I'm building where I am reaching back to other women is who she was. Um, and I'm so honored that God saw it fit for me to do this. Um, <clears throat> at my grandmother's memorial service, her Sunday school students who now have grandchildren were there. And it just did something to me. Like she had such an impact on their life that all these years later, they have their old grandkids um, and they are here honoring my grandmother. And it just was a reflection of who she was and the life that she lived. Um, and my, my goal is to continue her legacy and to then empower other women to build a legacy similar because that's really what matters. When all of this is said and done, the material things don't matter, getting fluid out don't matter, your coins don't matter because you can't take none of that stuff with you. How are you going to impact the lives of the people around you 
what mark are you going to live? Are you going to fulfill the purpose that God has called you to? Because he's called us all to a purpose, a place. He's called us all to get things done in his name, to bring people to him in his name, to go out and get those that are lost and represent God to them. Shout out to Transformation Church, Transformation Nation, what's good? Um, I absolutely, absolutely am honored. Um, this is such a big deal for me. And so I'm honored that you guys would trust me, walk on this walk with me, um, put up with my shenanigans because I have shenanigans aplenty. Um, and I just invite you guys to be a part of this journey with me, man. God, goals, and girl talk. Triple G is out here. Triple G Nation. Um, let's grow together. Let's continue to build community. Let's show them that we are not um, a stereotype that women can get together and love God and support each other and not be in competition because you're not my competition You're my sister. What God has for me is for me. What God has for you is for you You don't have to fight for your positioning If you look in the Bible any position that God put people in he placed them there and there was nothing Anybody could do to take them out. The only person that can get you out of position for what God has for you is you and so I just invite you guys that if you don't know God, invite him into your heart and just continue to walk this thing out. He loves you. He created you. He don't make junk. He wants to empower you. He loves you, man. He loves you. God is such an awesome God. Even in me grieving, in my grieving process, I was trying to figure out why church just wasn't hitting the same. And I was like, God, what is going on? And God said, you're mad at me. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he was right. I had to check my heart. I was upset that my grandmother was gone. Out of my cousins that are all, and my siblings that are all old enough to have kids, um, I'm the only one that does not have children yet. And I was uh, like just perturbed because I wanted my kids to be able to experience Gigi for themselves. Like, it's just, oh, like it's just hard to even put into words. And so I was upset. You know, I was happy that I had done what she'd asked um, to do, asked me to do. Um, and I'm grateful for the relationship that we had. But even in my hurt and in my grief and in my anger, God still loved me and never left me. Um, and he, you know, worked with me and I just repented and just asked him to come in and heal me. And he has. And here we are. And as a part of my healing process, he's called me to continue her legacy. I ain't got time to be mad. I got work to do. And I feel like my Gigi would go inside my head if she knew, <laughs> knew I was calling myself being mad. Girl, if you don't go do what God said and get to it. <laughs> okay, because she love you, but you can get the business now. <laughs> um, yeah, man. If I never, ever made another dime doing what I'm doing as a nurse practitioner or as a nurse. The fact that I was able to serve, you know, my my parents, um, serve my grandmothers. I, I still am serving, you know, I serve my family members with the knowledge that God has given me um, with health and, you know, to be able to give them perspective and access to information that they may not have otherwise, which is a whole nother conversation. Um, if I never made another dime, it was worth it. And I'm so grateful um, 
so grateful to God, man, and so grateful for y'all. So grateful that it's the last day of the year and we're launching something new. God is always doing a new thing and creating miracles. And so I just challenge you, man, 2020 is tomorrow. It's the last Monday of a decade. And I challenge you to go through and ask God to show you where he was in situations that you thought you would never make it through. I thought I would never make it through my grandmother passing away. Um, and it's not always easy. I still cry because I miss her. But when I when I miss her, God comforts me. Um, when I miss her, I'll, I will not so randomly, not so coincidentally um, get a Facebook memory where she's commented on my post and she's reaffirming me. I saw one a couple weeks ago where she said, I don't know what this is about. I was complaining about school in the post. I don't know what this is about, but I know, like me, you're one of God's favorites. And anything he brings you to, you can do it. Ciao. And here we are. <laughs> here we are, me doing what God said. This is scary for me. Um, this is new. This is uncharted territory. Um, I've had a podcast before, but always had a co-host. Um, and this is something that I feel like God has called me to do by myself. And it's all kinds, it's all kinds of things, right? And so, again, I thank you. I hope you guys have a safe and happy New Year's Eve. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Oh, I like to sing. So don't y'all judge me because I'd be out here singing in these streets. <laughs> Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.